You know what I would love? If all companies everywhere always stopped hitting us with hidden charges. Right? Just tell me what it costs. Let me tell you about Mint Mobile. It's like an actual gift to humanity. It costs what it costs. You know what you're getting and that's it. Right now for a limited time, wireless plans are $15 a month when you sign up for three months. I don't even want to tell you what fraction of a normal phone bill that is. That sounds incredible. And it's good service? It's great service. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text on the nation's largest 5G network. I don't know what anybody is doing not using Mint Mobile. Well, let's fix that. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash psychopedia. That's mintmobile.com slash psychopedia. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash psychopedia. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigs on an unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Tank. Yes. How important is cash, not only to me personally, but to our podcast? Oh, he's integral. Integral. He's the CEO of Psychopedia. I love him and I would do anything for him, but vet bills get very expensive. So fast. Especially when it's an emergency vet bill. So here's the good news. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, is here to share how they are a secret weapon against the unexpected. Oh, I've heard about insurance before. I've never had it. With Spot Plans, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. That could be a whole lot of cash back for unexpected vet bills, which can pile up fast. Question, is that cash with a K or? (laughs) Funny. Spot Pet Insurance plans don't just offer coverage for unexpected accidents and illnesses. You can add their preventative care benefit to your plan, helping to ensure that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered. Go to spotpet.com today and get a quote instantly. Visit www.spotpet.com. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Psychopedia Podcast. I am your co-host, Tank Sinatra, here with my co-host... Investigator Slater. Yeah, okay. Listen, we are having a great time, and the case we're about to do, I know absolutely nothing about, which hasn't happened in a while, I feel like. Not a long time, but... Well, the last case we did twice... Yeah. The case before that you recommended, but it turns out you knew nothing about. Correct. But this one, yes, you are fully in the dark here. It reminds me of the old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. When I knew absolutely nothing about true crime. Now I know a little bit. I know. You know what I do know about true crime? The fans of it are wildly supportive. Yeah. More so than on Tank Sinatra, Tank's Good News, or Influencers in the Wild. Really? I've never had such a positive response to something. Oh, wow. The fans of Psychopedia are really giving me life. It's a family. It sounds weird to say that. Listen, we said it on the other episode. We've seen all of you come in. Now with the Patreon, patreon.com slash psychopediapod. It's like we're fucking congealing as a unit. Mm -hmm. And we're not the figurehead. We're just like the lowly servants of the people who want the true crime. 
I fully agree. Yeah. It feels truly like we are all in this together and I love it. When you hit our uh, Instagram page. Yeah. Do you not feel like you're going home? Yeah. That's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Switched accounts to home. And it feels good. It does. I really enjoy it. I go in there. I'm like, there's going to be no stress in here. No, it's all love. It's all feedback. It's all conversation pertinent to what we love or what I definitely love, what you're starting to love. Yeah. True crime. And the feedback, it's 99.99% overwhelmingly positive. And that point zero zero one or whatever the remainder of the number I said before is, is like, hey guys, listen, not a problem. I just noticed that maybe something was wrong. And it's like, all right, cool. You come at me like that. There's never going to be a problem. Absolutely. When people message us and they're like, hey, I heard you say this, but actually this is the truth or something. I'm like so grateful. Yeah, bring it. It's such a professional, like happy conversation. I don't think people realize that behind every page is a human being. And I definitely have experienced that, especially on my three pages where people just say the most wild shit you could possibly imagine in a DM. I used to tell people go back to Tumblr with that because Tumblr was like a shithole of negativity and just annoying people. I guess the more, the longer something's around, the more people are on it. You have millions of followers too. So I feel like they definitely don't realize that it's still you. Yeah, it's still me. (laughs) It's still you behind the curtain. Unfortunately, I read... Every DM. <laughs> and some of them hurt pretty bad. Oh, you just come over to Psychopedia. We'll take care of you. When I need a pick-me-up, yeah, I go to Psychopedia. I, I swear to God. I believe it because I do the same thing. I'm like, I've had enough of these Thanks Good News people. Like, Thanks Good News was supposed to be untrollable, good news only. Yeah. Nobody could possibly be mad at it. And that's not the case. No. But <laughs> we do want to thank our Psychopedia family for giving us a home away from home. Yeah. And if, you know, if you find yourself wanting more of us... We do have a Patreon now, which is very exciting for us because it means we get to record again and talk more about a case that we've already done that we loved, that we've had some time to think about and process. So that's patreon.com slash psychopediapod. And over there, you can graduate from being a psycho to becoming a semen demon, (laughs) which is (laughs) so gross and awesome. Yeah, it's gross and awesome. Didn't we just do the episode that Semen Demon came from? Or we were yes, going we to? Yes, we did. No, we, did. we just did it. Yeah, I think I forgot to mention that during the Patreon. Yeah. That's all right. You know what? We'll make a little video and we'll put up a Patreon just explaining the heritage of Semen Demon. It's from, I now pronounce you husband and daughter, you may kill the bride. Nailed it. Which is our biggest episode by far. Yeah. Maybe that's why Semen Demon became Maybe. so popular. Because the most people heard it. I don't know. Anyway, also, real quick, I'm back on the review kick where I'm seeing the reviews coming in and getting very pumped up and amped up when I see on Spotify, the number go up on Apple, they come in and then we read them and screenshot them and send them to each other. It's just very exciting. It's unlike anything I've ever done before in my life. It's very rewarding. Thank you, everyone who leaves nice reviews for us. It helps us. It helps the page. It helps the podcast to excel and accelerate. And it's really good for our self-esteem. It gives gives us the juice we need to keep going and to lose sleep and to dedicate ourselves so fully to this, which we are going to do anyway. And just to put a a pin in this, I feel like people might think we are exaggerating or overstating it. And I promise you, I've been on the internet for a long, long time and done a lot of stuff. Most of it didn't work. Some of it did. The stuff that did worked in a way that was kind of like, all right, I'll take it with, you know, Grin and bear it type of a thing. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just all good. This it's podcast. all just enjoyment. <laughs> Is it not? So good. <laughs>
you know, true crime brings, I think, a special type of person to it. Well, we have a trauma bond with our listeners. Yeah. And from what I understand, we're about to undergo some trauma right now. I'm afraid so. Because you came here and said this case was a doozy. Yeah, I did. And I, I hate that when I say doozy now, I think of an old man with his pants pulled up to his chest playing shuffleboard. But it just is what it is, so I can't say it anymore. Just embrace the old guy. It's I'm gonna, cute. I'm going to be an old guy one day. I know. Yeah, but I'm going to be cool as hell. You're be jacked. Yeah. <laughs> All right, without further ado, why don't you begin to walk us through this case? On October 9th, 2020... A woman. COVID was happening. Yeah, that's the thing that everybody needs to keep in mind when they hear this case. It just happened. And society was going through it. Mm -hmm. And our perpetrator used that to her advantage. Oh, I don't like that one bit. But that's sort of the least of her transgressions. All right, sorry. We're only like a sentence in. We are October, actually four words in. October 9th. We're only, <laughs> we're, it's and a bunch of numbers too. Exactly. <laughs> October 9th, 2020. Everyone's wearing masks. What happens? A woman named Jessica Brooks received a worrisome phone call from her son-in-law, Homer, while she was at work. Homer was- Wait, her son-in-law, Yes, Homer? I could. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to oh see what you say. Oh, my God. Who the fuck names their kid Homer? I know. Big fan of Greek mythology or The Simpsons? Let's go with Greek mythology. Homer was concerned about the fact that he'd been unable to reach his 22-year-old wife, Reagan, all morning. Marge. Oh, Marge. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jessica, who was Reagan's mother, left her job immediately to rush over to check on her daughter, who was 34 weeks pregnant. Mm. It was highly unusual for Reagan to be unresponsive, especially since she was used to communicating with everyone constantly since her due date was somewhat approaching. But before heading directly to Reagan's house in New Boston, Texas, Jessica decided to stop at the daycare center of Reagan's three-year-old daughter, Kinley, to find out if any of the teachers had heard from Reagan after she dropped Kinley off earlier that morning. When Jessica arrived at the daycare center, however, she was met with the chilling news that Kinley hadn't shown up for daycare that day, and none of the teachers had seen or heard anything at all from Reagan. Spooky. Jessica floored out of the daycare center and pulled directly into the parking lot of the local police precinct, where she first called her husband, Marcus. She considered going inside the precinct and reporting that something was amiss, but Marcus suggested first that Jessica go to Reagan's house to see if her car was there. I think that's pretty reasonable. Like, I think to maybe walk into a police precinct off... Yeah. My daughter's not picking up her phone might not be enough. My daughter's not picking up her phone. Her granddaughter was not dropped off at daycare. But I just relate because to think that something might possibly be wrong... And then going to the house and finding something wrong. I'm not saying I would go to a police station first, but I think I understand why she did. She probably yeah. wanted some backup. I understand the sentiment completely. And by the way, she was completely correct. Her spidey tingle yeah. was accurate. Spidey sense. It's not spidey tingle? I don't know what kind of movies you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Following Marcus's advice... Jessica proceeded to her daughter's house on Austin Street with mounting anxiety. Austin and New... It's so annoying, these names. New Boston, Texas in Austin Street? Yes. So aggravating. So she arrived at approximately 10.18 a.m. 
When Jessica arrived at the house, she noticed that the garage door was open, which was a rare occurrence because the family recently adopted a Labrador puppy, and they were very diligent about keeping that door closed so that the dog wouldn't run away. Dog owners know the deal. Then, Jessica noticed streaks of blood staining the driveway and the path to the front door, as well as a bloody fingerprint on the knob of Reagan's front door. Yeah, right to the cops. Right to the cops. I mean... Unless maybe I think something... Somebody happening, could like in the, the moment. Same. Yeah. Right. After summoning the courage to go inside the house, the sight that Jessica encountered before her is one that no one, least of all a mother, should ever have to see. Her beautiful, young, pregnant daughter was lying on the floor, face down, with her arm over her head and copious amounts of crimson red blood dripping from her blonde hair. Blood soaked the floor of the home and was splattered on the furniture, walls, and appliances. The nearly full-term, now-deceased young pregnant woman had clearly been viciously mutilated before her untimely and savage murder. While taking in this horrific scene, Jessica noticed that there existed a substantial incision stretching across Reagan's abdomen, running from hip to hip, and noticeably absent from Reagan's gutted midsection was her unborn baby. Can I tell you something? hmm I think I know what this story is. Well, first of all, I basically just told you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I think I may know what's happening here. I think someone was murdered. Mm. No, I think I have seen videos about you may have. potentially what happened here. The videos that I saw of the person who was involved were bizarre and horrifying. Yes. They were bizarrifying. <laughs> Nicely done. Yes. I mean, then you likely saw videos pertaining to this case because this was definitely a bizarrifying case. So, oh, that's a new word for us. It is. So we just got a message on Patreon from somebody okay. who talks about what the combination of two words and not an actual word is. Really? It is called a solacistic extension in, in behavioral analysis. That's from Kira Binder. Today... We are exploring the terrifying realm of extreme cruelty, disgraceful deceit, and cold calculation. So prepare to be completely astonished. Maybe not you, because you may know who the perpetrator is. I also may not, by the way. But the merciless perpetrator responsible for this heinous crime was not a maniacal serial killer or a ruthless gang member or a bloodthirsty lone wolf with a vendetta. Rather, the perpetrator behind this brutal slaying was a 29-year-old suburban mother of two Mm -hmm. named Taylor Parker, also known as the Womb Raider. Oh, fuck. The Womb Raider? Yeah. Taylor Renee Parker was born on December 8th, 1992 in a tiny little Texas town called Sims. Sims? I'm sorry. What's wrong with Sims? That's a, a game that people play that they make lives for other people. Really? Yeah, you never heard of Sims? Oh, like a simulation? Yes. Oh, okay. You never heard of Sims? No, I haven't. Oh, my mom played Sims like fucking... No, I don't know the internet. Like, Candy Crush. This is going back into like the late 90s, early aughts, as they say. Hmm, I definitely don't know that time period on the internet. Yeah, it was a wild time. Sims, you'd create entire lives for people that were not you, and you'd live them and feed them, and they'd go to work, and you'd like... It was... It's bizarre. Like avatars before avatars. No, because they had whole entire lives. Anyway, sorry, I digress. So there aren't any red flags that pop up in Taylor's upbringing with respect to childhood abuse or trauma. Although she did have a reputation for exhibiting attention-seeking behavior, manipulative tendencies, and compulsive lying, 
Taylor would regularly tell people that she suffered from severe and incapacitating illnesses like multiple sclerosis and stage 4 uterine cancer, while also fabricating things like sexual encounters with fictional boyfriends that never existed. (laughs) He goes to a different school. You don't know him. (laughs) He's a lot older. (laughs) He's a senior. He's got a Camaro. But all things considered, Taylor's bizarre behavior was relatively innocuous for most of her life. I mean, you couldn't trust her as far as you could throw her, but her lies hadn't impacted anyone else or caused any real harm. Interjection. I'm actually thinking right now about a guy that I know who I hope never hears this, but he probably won't. But if you do, you're crazy. I was doing some work for this guy and I knew him from another job that I had. So there was some relationship there and he was doing me a favor by hiring us to do this thing. And he starts telling me about this girl that he's dating and he's really happy together and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's great. He goes, you want to see a picture? I go, yeah, sure. He shows me a picture of this woman. She was like a famous actress. Oh, man. That like was not super famous, but like I knew who she was and I looked at her in the picture and I looked at him and I was like. That's Jessica Lange. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, good for you, man. Uh, guys, let's get out of here. Let's wrap <laughs> things up before we get fucking slaughtered. The weird lying is very off-putting. It, yes, it is. The thing with Taylor, which we're going to go on to see, her lies, even with, with the exception of maybe what I just said, which obviously to us from where we're sitting seems outrageous, mm-hmm. were so well executed and so believable that for most of her life, she really had people going. Yeah. It's like she didn't pull out a picture of a movie star. She made her lies believable. Yeah. Again, she wasn't that famous. I just happened to know who she was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, cool, man. I hope you guys are happy together <laughs> in your fucking fantasy world. At the age of 18, Taylor became pregnant with a baby girl from a man she wasn't married to. And their short-lived, though fruitful, romantic relationship promptly ended after the baby arrived. Then, less than one year later in 2011, Taylor began a new relationship with a man named Tommy Wakazi. Taylor and Tommy swiftly tied the knot and in 2013 had a baby boy. At the time of their son's birth, Taylor requested to undergo a tubal ligation procedure to ensure that she'd never have any other children ever again. And that's what, getting your tubes done? Yes, exactly right. Tubal ligation procedure. Yeah, it's a tubal ligation is a procedure that closes a woman's fallopian tubes, which effectively causes sterilization. What do you think, I'm a genius or something? I mean, you're very smart. I tell you this every episode. Tubal ligation. Okay. By the way, Taylor and Tommy, great pair of names. I'd love to invite them to a party or something or ask mm, if they're coming. Maybe not. Not them, but their names. Like, hey, is Taylor and, Ta- uh, Taylor and right. Tommy coming? Tom- Shut up. Tank and Taylor, Tommy, got it. Today, Junior. A lot of T's flying around here. Are you skeptical about custom beauty? Because if you are, I totally get it. My feed is constantly flooded with ads proclaiming to customize this and personalize that, but nothing really delivered until pros came along. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Your formula could not exist without you. I tend to struggle with a dull complexion and each and every bottle of pros skincare that has been personalized to meet my needs has proven to be extremely effective. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. They get personal. They cover everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels in order to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. 
They even asked me about where exactly in New York I live so that they could analyze the water hardness, UV index, and the air quality to understand how everything might be impacting my beauty goals. Then they recommended a full routine of truly personalized products, which were only produced after I placed my order, nothing pre-mixed. Since I switched to pros, I've noticed that my complexion is much healthier and I feel much lovelier as a result. But don't just take my word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and you know how much I love research, pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair and or skin in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash psychopedia. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash psychopedia for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash psychopedia. It's Sophia Franklin, and if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday, and the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But incredibly, following this procedure, Taylor experienced an ectopic pregnancy, meaning a fertilized egg implanted outside the uterus, likely in the actual fallopian tube. Very rare for an ectopic pregnancy to occur after a tubal ligation, but it did happen. And an ectopic pregnancy is when an egg is fertilized in the fallopian tube? Right. Yeah, and okay. it's not viable, sadly, when that, that happens. I right. remember that from health class. And an ectopic pregnancy requires immediate medical treatment. So Taylor was hospitalized when this happened. Yeah. And during the course of her treatment, doctors discovered a benign cyst located in her uterus, which prompted Taylor at that point to undergo a full hysterectomy to just remove the entire uterus and the attached cervix. So at this point, she just had all of her reproductive organs removed. Yeah. And a hysterectomy is a major abdominal operation and it is irreversible. Huge. Tubal ligation is, re- is reversible. I think it is reversible, but it's not as reversible as like when a man gets a vasectomy. Yeah. Because I've had friends who have like argued back and forth, like if the woman would get the tubal ligation or the husband would get the vasectomy and yeah. the whole running like joke is, well, vasectomies can be reversed. I think a fallopian tube can be untwisted. But a hysterectomy is a whole different Done. ballgame. That's the, uh, your organ is out of your body. Yeah. Now in 2018 which was just a few short years following the hysterectomy, Taylor and Tommy ended up getting a divorce, during which Taylor willingly gave up custody of their four-year-old son. The court mandated that Taylor pay child support for her son, but she never fulfilled this obligation. According to official court documents, Taylor's outstanding debt in unpaid child support and penalties amounted to $8,469.08. Pretty exact. Now, just 11 days after her divorce from Tommy was finalized, Taylor went on to marry another man named Hunter Parker. So she's like a little bit of a serial wife. Yeah, she's three marriages in. She's like 28. Yeah, well, the first man that she was with, who she had her daughter with, they weren't actually married. But within a year, she was married to somebody else. And now here we are in our third 
serious relationship. And from day one, their marriage was founded on a significant lie as Taylor deliberately withheld the fact that she was incapable of conceiving any more children as a result of the hysterectomy. When Hunter indirectly found out about the fact that his wife would never be able to conceive his child, but more importantly, that she intentionally withheld this crucial piece of information from him, he was distraught. Hunter never fathomed that his wife could be capable of such profound deception. How did he indirectly find out? So she wound up in the hospital again Uh for a different type of health complication. And while she was in the hospital, he found out from staff or in her charts or in conversations that she would never be able to have children. However, he's almost ready to leave at this point because of the lie. Not because necessarily that she can't have his child ever, but because she lied about it. It's quite a big fib. So when he's, Hunter's hinting at the fact that their marriage is going to be coming to an end, Taylor suggested the possibility of hiring a surrogate to carry a baby for them. And at this point, he chose to forgive her, her past transgressions, and to instead focus on the future because he really liked the idea of becoming a dad. Yeah, and he loved her. He did. He did love her. At this point in their short but definitely already rocky marriage, Taylor convinced Hunter pretty reassuringly that she was about to inherit a substantial sum of money that would easily cover all of the expenses involved with arranging a surrogate. Minus $8,000. Right. Hunter was thrilled, especially when Taylor indicated that she'd even taken the step to arrange for someone from the bank to deliver, in the flesh, a shit ton of cash for them to use towards making their parenthood dreams come true. Oh, surrogacy costs money. A lot of it. Yeah. However, when the money from Taylor's inheritance was on its way to being delivered, an extraordinary turn of events occurred. Allegedly, according to Taylor, the man from the bank who was hired to transport the cash to Taylor got in a car accident, and all of the money was stolen by the EMTs who arrived at the scene following the crash. Fucking EMTs always stealing (laughs) cash from crashes. First responders to your wallet. So... (laughs) The entire outlandish scenario unraveled with such lunacy that it unmistakably reeked of bullshit. Yeah. Prompting Hunter's intuitive alarm bells to once again sound off in his head. And of course, his intuition was spot on. There was no cushy inheritance, no cash delivery, no surrogate lined up. No accident. Taylor lied again because that's what Taylor does. As such, and with good reason, Hunter Parker got out of Dodge and filed for divorce in April 2019. Following her now second divorce, Taylor moved very quickly into the next phase of her unstable, unpredictable, predicated on a million different lies life. Yeah. Pop quiz. Oh, cool. Number one, what was her next move? A, she became a certified birthing coach and doula. B, she immediately roped in a cowboy she met at a Texas rodeo and started a a serious relationship. You like that? Pretty good. (laughs) C, she hit the dark web to facilitate the quick and illegal adoption of a baby from Asia. Oh my God. She, the first one was certified birthing coach, certified birthing coach, roping in a cowboy, or hitting the dark web, buying a baby with Bitcoin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Baby coin. I think she met a guy. Cowboy. She did, Tank. Nice. Well done. By July 2019, which was just a few weeks after her divorce from Hunter was finalized, Taylor set her sights on a charming small-town cowboy named Wade Griffin, whom she'd met at a rodeo. Wade was a 27-year-old roofing supervisor for a company in Dangerfield, Texas, who took on side jobs like welding, hog trapping, 
and managing livestock. Wow. So Texas, or at least how I envision Texas. Yeah, guy's got a lot of skills. He's a roofer, a hog trapper. He does rodeo shit. Yeah, he should be on Yellowstone. His name's Wade. Exactly. I always thought that too. I'm like, well, of course your name is Wade. Yeah. Following their encounter at the rodeo, Taylor contacted Wade for an estimate on some clearing and fencing work that she needed done on her family's land in I Bryan's Mill, Texas. I need this ass cleared and fenced. <laughs> Taylor informed... <laughs> I just processed what you said. I mean, that's basically what she was doing. I need this ass cleared and or fenced, Wade. Can you give me an estimate? Taylor informed Wade that she was solely responsible for maintaining this impressive piece of property and asserted that she had access to substantial family funds that would cover the $50,000 estimate that he provided for the work. Wow. She even sweetened the deal by promising Wade that he could use all of her family's machinery and equipment to complete the job. Damn, that's a lot of profit. Yeah, so the terms of this exciting deal were set, and everyone was thrilled to get started on the job. I feel like she's probably lying. You think? About. You have that spidey tingle? Yeah. <laughs> Got that Iron Man tingle. But then, just as Wade and his crew were about to start the clearing, getting rid of all these overgrown bushes and saplings on the property, Taylor abruptly canceled the job. She told Wade that her mother, Shauna, notified her that the family's machinery and equipment that was promised to Wade had been stolen. No equipment meant no ability to get the work done. Yeah. So there was nothing to do at that point but terminate the agreement. Yeah. And since nothing, says Aphrodisiac, quite like a business venture gone wrong, it was at this point when Taylor and Wade decided to enter into a romantic relationship. Right from the start, Taylor took considerable measures to ensure that she had become a highly accommodating and indispensable figure in Wade's life. To quote Peaky Blinders that I know you now watch and love. I am neck deep in Peaky Blinders right now. Taylor ensured that Wade had a full belly and empty balls. We just watched that episode yeah. the other day, yeah. It's a great line. Yeah. But beyond that, she also adeptly assisted Wade with livestock care while also managing finances and all the household responsibilities. Taylor's unwavering dedication and support made it very easy for Wade to completely rely on her for everything moving forward. Yeah, mommy. Just two weeks into their relationship, Taylor informed Wade... Two weeks? ...that she was pregnant. Oh, my God. Two weeks, bro? And we know Ugh. that this was not possible. She could not be pregnant. But Wade didn't know that, and he was positively thrilled. Really? Yes. He couldn't wait to be a dad, and he felt blessed to have found such a caring, doting, attentive girlfriend like Taylor. Taylor would continuously build up Wade's excitement about becoming a dad and intentionally left baby items that she'd purchased all around the house for him to discover and then get really excited about. But then, suddenly, just mere days after Taylor made her big happy pregnancy announcement to Wade, mm -hmm. she informed him that she'd suffered a miscarriage and that she lost the baby. Mm. So Wade's elation... I'm, I'm reacting like that's real. I'm like, mm, that's <laughs> sad. It, nothing, she was never fucking pregnant. But he didn't know that. No, so yeah. You're was, sad for him. I was thinking about Wade. Wade's elation in one moment was so swiftly replaced by disappointment and heartbreak in the next. And throughout his very brief time with Taylor so far, this particular pattern of up, 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 yeah. and then down, 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 down of emotions remained a recurring theme, yeah. right? Like with the business deal, so pumped, so pumped, and then it's over. Yeah. Then the pregnancy, and it's over. Yeah. So it's like this up and down. Surprisingly, or perhaps by design, 
These trials brought Wade closer to Taylor and somehow managed to solidify their connection even further. Yeah, she fucking hazed him. Yes. (laughs) Talk about a trauma bond. She emotionally hazed him. Yeah, she did. As their relationship continued to advance, Taylor began to divulge some truly astonishing pieces of personal information to Wade, none of which was true. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to the moon. (laughs) What? For example... Taylor indicated to Wade that she was heiress to an oil and gas fortune obtained by her family and was on the precipice of inheriting 800 acres of land as well as millions and millions of dollars from her grandfather. She went on to further explain that the primary obstacle in accessing the remainder of her money was her mother, Shauna. According to Taylor, Shauna controlled the family wealth and had recently stolen $3 million out of the $6 million that Taylor stood to inherit pretty soon. But what was even more ridiculous was Taylor's account to Wade about how Shauna had chosen to spend the $3 million that she stole from Taylor's inheritance. I feel a pop quiz. Pop quiz. Yeah. (laughs) According to Taylor's narrative, how did Shauna spend $3 million of Taylor's inheritance? A. She used it to set up false identities so she could swindle much older men out of their money before dying. Mm Mm-hmm. B, she bribed the fathers of Taylor's two existing children to never allow her to see the kids again. C, she used it to take out a hit on Taylor via the Mexican mafia. Well, C is from Ozark, so (laughs) not that one. (laughs) B? Nope. A? Nope. No. (laughs) What? Yeah. Taylor alleged that members of the Mexican mafia had video cameras trained on her home at all times and that she was constantly under their threat as arranged by her mother, Shauna, who was trying to take her out. Who had a heroin farm. (laughs) No, that's Ozark. (laughs) (laughs) Where she moved the heroin on boats during a church service. Such a great fucking show. Yeah. So Wade, the gallant cowboy that he was, encouraged Taylor to move in with him so he could help keep her safe. From the Mexican mafia. Mafia. The cartel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Wade. I feel so bad for Wade in this. Like he's just being duped left, right, and center. He's maybe a little bit of an idiot, though. Well, that might be true, but... He's a nice guy by all accounts, so... Yeah, he's, I mean, he seems nice. He's doing what he thinks is right. I mean, when somebody like that meets somebody like this, it's a disaster. Absolutely. Somebody who wants to believe the best about people, is willing to go to bat for them, is enamored with them or in lust or in love with them, and this person is just a diabolical liar. Mm-hmm. He is precisely the type of person that she needed in order yeah. to move forward with her diabolical plan, which we will be arriving at shortly. Yeah. But thankfully for Taylor, the threat of the Mexican mafia as well as her own mother, did not last long after she moved in with Wade because, incredibly, Shauna was busted by the FBI, apprehended, and then found hanging in her jail cell due to a presumed suicide. Who was? (laughs) Wait, is this real? No. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, so she presents this threat to Wade, and he's like, you better move in with me. Like, this is awful. And then she moves in. She's like, guess what, Wade? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. My mother got into a gunfight with the FBI, lost, They arrested her and she hung herself, so she's no longer a problem. Wait, let's just unpack that for a second. She got into a gunfight with the FBI, lost, and then hung herself. And was apprehended, thrown into a jail cell where she hung herself. Oh, oh, okay. So this is what she's telling Wade. The lies are getting crazier and crazier. They are escalating. 
he must think this chick lives the craziest life of anybody that's ever lived. When you read interviews or watch interviews or read accounts, he's like, I just truly had no idea. Everything she said was believable at the time. And anytime he explored like a different line of thought to like dig a little deeper into what she was presenting, he said she always had an answer. She had an explanation for everything. Wow. So he believed her. She's a good one. Or he wanted to believe her. You know, there's definitely something psychological, I would imagine, I'm not a professional, going on there with him. He wanted to believe her. Right. You know what that's like when you desperately want to believe something. Yeah, believe anything you say. Me? No, anybody. I mean, not anybody. Where can I go with this? But like people that I respect, care for, love, if something is happening that doesn't fit my paradigm of who they are, and they say, no, nah, that didn't happen. I want to believe that everything is okay and mm-hmm. everything's good. And most of the time, like overwhelmingly, especially in my life now, it is. But in the past, I've been lied to and been like, mm. I think you're fucking lying. Yeah. I but we still do, think We you're do lying. tend to trust the ones we love. Yeah, as you should. Despite the seemingly implausible nature of all of these events, which unfolded within the first month of their relationship, Wade, as we said, never questioned the legitimacy the first month? of any of them. Hold on a second. So this guy is just cartoon heart eyes he right is. now. Yeah. That's why he's acting so dumb. Yeah, he's whipped. Oh my God. Okay, the first month. This all happened in the first month? Mm-hmm. She got pregnant? The cartel was after her. Her mom got into a fight with the FBI, lost, got put in jail, and then hung herself. Mm-hmm. And Taylor lost the baby in a miscarriage. This and she lost her inheritance. Inheritance, right. This all happened in four weeks. Holy shit. And this is on the heels of their business transaction, transaction failing. But none of it happened. None of it was real. That's exactly what you need to keep in mind. None of this was real. Wow, okay. And if Wade did ever, at this point, harbor any doubts or concerns about Taylor's chaotic family life, he was immediately put to ease by the very timely, reassuring text messages that he started to receive from Taylor's father and grandfather. Not only did they express their approval of his relationship with Taylor, but they even promised to give him eight acres of land if the two of them were to get married. Like a dowry? Well, spoiler, there was no father or grandfather texting him. Or land. Taylor purchased an app on her phone that she used to make anonymous text messages and calls. Wow, this chick is committed. shot. And then on the heels of Wade receiving these warm and promising text messages from her family. From anonymous numbers. Right. (laughs) Taylor dangled another sweet, sweet carrot in front of Wade since money was no object and the relationship was going full steam ahead. She suggested that they go in on an investment together by purchasing an enormous hunting property called Pecan Point, situated on the Texas-Oklahoma border along the Red River in McCurtain County, which boasted an impressive $4.7 million price tag. It included 1,124 acres of land on which Wade could establish and run his hog hunting business, which was an opportunity that for him would have been a dream come true. Yeah, this little Texas boy almost made it. Learning a second and third language has opened my mind in ways I did not expect. Language can be such a barrier, we feel divided or separated from people who are speaking a language we don't understand. I can tell you from lots of personal experience, there's nothing better than coming across someone struggling to speak English only to have me meet them where they stand. Their eyes light up and they relax. That's why I love Rosetta Stone. 
Learning on your own with books or even in class is tough because you learn in a way that does not make sense to the human brain. Rosetta Stone is as close to immersion as you can get without abandoning your family and responsibilities to go live in Spain for six months. Rosetta Stone has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. You learn fast. It's intuitive. There's no English translation, so it's sink or swim. And it has the true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Psychopedia listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com psychopedia. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com psychopedia today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. On Christmas in 2019, Taylor enthusiastically announced the thrilling news of their imminent purchase of Pecan Point to Wade's entire family. And everyone, most of all the duck hunters in his family, uh-huh. were really pumped. So now everyone is in on this. Everyone's excited. She's got everyone sucked in. Yeah. Wait, who's excited? His Wade's family. So Wade's family, they're duck hunters. Yeah. And when Taylor announced that they were going to be purchasing Pecan Point, mm-hmm. she said, you're never going to need a hunting license ever again because it's a hunting property. So for them, they were super psyched. They probably said yeehaw or some shit like that. Yeah, they may have. <laughs> <laughs> yeehaw! <laughs> so Taylor knew she had to act swiftly now that all eyes were on this sweet new property acquisition. So the next day, Taylor reached out to the Pecan Point realtor, a man named Rusty Lowe, and introduced herself as heiress to the Blackburn Syrup Fortune, as in the Maple Syrup Company, deciding for whatever reason to drop the whole oil and gas jig in exchange for this sweeter title. No pun intended. Pun intended. Okay. Does anybody even know what the fuck Blackburn Syrup is? Nope. So she's like an heiress to a syrup company? Yeah. It's almost as wild as being an heiress to an oil and gas company. Yeah, but at least oil smells like money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Syrup is like, what do you guys make? Like $150,000 a year split up between 80? I what do you actually think? knew somebody who lived in New York City, who I worked with at the school. She left her teaching job, which was like a really good teaching job, tenured, whatever, to go start a maple syrup company in Vermont with her boyfriend. How'd that go? She was back in a year. Okay, good. <laughs> right. Not good. But not like, good, but right. Good that I, my, my instincts were right. It's right. not, I can't, Very you gotta lucrative. wait for that syrup to drip out of the trees and you can't fucking force anything to happen. You gotta bottle it. The bottles cost money. It's true. Maple syrup is not like it's a not lug- for you, Tank. I can tell that. No, it's not. A- I bought some syrup in Vermont when we went there just to see what it was like. Much prefer 
the buttermilk mass produced brand. Yeah. A hundred percent. So Taylor made an initial offer of $3.5 million, signed all of the legal paperwork under the name Taylor Parker Griffin, which <laughs> she was not married to Wade. So to yeah. take his last name was just ridiculous and reassured the realtor that she would arrange for a wire transfer of the rest of the funds within the next few days. And as a show of good faith, Taylor even showed Rusty some text messages that she received from her bank verifying the transaction, as well as text messages from her rich uncle, Butch, who confirmed that he would serve as her financial safety net if needed. They were all from her app. Yes. Layers and layers of smoke and mirrors. Wow. Of course, none of the text messages were real, as you said. There was not one real text from a bank verifying the transaction. There was no imaginary uncle. This was all fabricated. I don't understand. Like, listen, obviously, if somebody asks you something like, is my meme stupid or funny? And you don't want to like hurt their feelings. Like you lie maybe a little bit in that situation or, but like to lie for no reason to this extent feels so exhausting to me. It's a psychological condition. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's not just somebody doing it for the fuck of it. It's somebody doing it to fuck with. People. Do they, is it called a pathological liar? Is that yeah, what that is? Yeah, and it really stems from a deeper issue, which we're going to get into. Okay. So it's almost a symptom of something bigger going on with I her. I cannot wait to find out what the cause of this madness is. Days turned into weeks without any movement on the Pecan Point property, obviously, because it wasn't real. And Taylor convinced Wade to take out a series of substantial loans to expedite the purchase of the land. Wade subsequently took out loans on 20 cattle, worth $21,000, an ATV worth $29,000, and a pickup truck worth $92,000. Wow. All with the promise that she'd reimburse him when the money came through. He didn't spare any expense on a $92,000 pickup truck? I mean, he assumed it would be coming back tenfold. Is a cyber truck? (laughs) This is so expensive. 92 grand? Rocket ship. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, of course... The Pecan Point property fell through, which left Wade feeling understandably defeated and humiliated and now in significant debt. Yeah. Then in January 2020, Taylor pivoted their lives in a new direction once again by informing Wade that she was again pregnant. Oh, he's so lucky. You know what also is nuts? January 2020 feels like could be now. Oh, I feel the opposite. I feel like that it sounds like forever ago. Oh, it's only, it's four years ago. Right. Almost. Three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like January 2020 is like burned in my memory. Well, it, we were frozen in time. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point in the case is when Taylor Parker begins to dangerously unravel. Oh boy. So her lies until this point suck. And they put poor Wade in a very, very big financial predicament. And she lets down a lot of people like his family who were really excited for Pecan Point to come through. Except for the money, it's emotional. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. But now... Emotional damage. What is that? (laughs) No, I mean it. My kids say that. I know. That's why I figured you'd know it. (laughs) What is it though? (laughs) It is way too much to explain on this podcast. We could do an entire podcast about it. It's an auditory meme, and um, it's a, a video of some Asian guy sitting with his parents, and it's like this this Asian like toughness and bravado, and like you don't fucking give up on whatever. And like this guy in the video keeps getting taken out by things, and one of the last things he gets taken out by is emotional damage. Okay, he goes, 
emotional damage. Why do my children know this? Because it's been plastered all over the internet. Oh, and obviously I'm not hardly on the internet. So. No, it's it's a huge meme. Okay. Very funny. You got to like keep me in the loop when there's something really big going on. Not my job. On the interwebs. Not my job. A favor? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. That's not even that big. Okay. It's just, I mean, everything is big on the internet. I'm sorry. I just, I thought I was talking to a meme god. I must have been mistaken. I can barely keep up with it myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Taylor began to focus every waking second on duping those around her and publicly authenticating this fake pregnancy at every possible opportunity. Yeah, so much work. She blitzed her social media accounts with images of her swollen belly and used captions like, ready for baby snuggles, (laughs) puke. But by this point, Wade's family, and even Wade to an extent, could start to sense the bullshit emanating off Taylor miles and miles away. Yeah. Wade's family vocalized their doubt that Taylor was even pregnant, but Wade dismissed their concerns, believing or perhaps wanting to believe that he had a baby on the way. Yeah. He was not willing to leave Taylor or to recognize the full extent of her deceit. But Taylor could keenly detect the waning interest from those around her and witnessed with anger and concern their disengagement from her words and her actions. She was losing them. Many people were just not buying what she was selling anymore. Gradually, she saw her influence, allure, and credibility as a trusted individual dissipate, leaving her with diminished clout and value in their eyes. And this simply would not do. Yeah. So Taylor upped the ante. She began to maniacally post sonogram pictures, baby measurements, urine test results, blood work results, and heartbeat monitor readouts on all of her social pages. In March 2020, she had her friends organize a beautiful gender reveal party at which she and Wade announced that they were expecting a baby girl that September whom they planned to name Clancy Gale. It's a nothing. And because I cannot pass this one up, you are getting a pop quiz. All right. How was the gender of Taylor and Wade's fake baby revealed at the gender reveal party? Oh, this is going to be fun. A- Ducks wearing pink ribbons were released into a field and then hunted by Wade's family later on. Oh, God. This is not going to be fun, I guess. B, a hippo at the capital of Texas Zoo delivered the big news by munching down on a giant watermelon to reveal the color, pink or blue. C, a female baby heifer wearing a pink ribbon around its neck walked out into the crowd. I thought there were going to be normal choices. <laughs> I swear to God. I thought it was going to be like they cut a cake. They exploded balloons. Boring. Yeah. Well, so the ducks and the hunting, the hippo or the heifer. Oh, my God. Um, I hope it's the heifer. (laughs) It's the heifer. Okay, good. (laughs) But a couple in Texas in 2019 really did let a 4,000-pound hippo at the capital of Texas Zoo make the big gender reveal by eating a giant watermelon that was filled with jello. That was dyed the color blue. But guess what the hippo's name was? George? Tank. No. <laughs> wow. I remember that. I was dying. That was fun. Was it good? Yeah, Did you was, like the blue jello? It was good, yeah. On June 16th, 2020, Taylor posted a mirror selfie on Instagram with the following caption Not too much longer, and I'll have you in my arms, Miss Clancy. She didn't say, like, message to all my haters, I'm pregnant, bitch, or. I mean, that was her. Innuendo. Yeah. I mean, posting urine test results is... Let me tell you something. Relax. I got off social media, as you know, 
for many, many, many years. Yeah. Cold turkey. Woke up one day, was like, I cannot do it anymore. <laughs> and the reason for that is because I could no longer stand all of the information that people felt was necessary to shove in my face. Yeah. You want to know what the straw was that broke the camel's back for me? I do. There was a girl that we went to high school with and she became like a diet coach, mm -hmm. right? Selling detox teas and stuff like that, which I, no shame, no shade. If that's how you make your money, great. She took it so far. She goes, the best part about this diet is that when I urinate, the scent is almost lovely. Yeah, it's too much. Too much. Too much. That was it for me. Well, that was a very big thing for a while where people would lose some weight and then all of a sudden they'd become like coaches. Experts, right. Yeah. But it was a pyramid scheme. Definitely. People tried to recruit me on a couple of different platforms. I was involved in a few pyramid schemes. Were you? Yeah, I loved them. I lo Well, I took this thing called OPC, which is you like- down with OPC? Yeah, you know me. Mm -hmm. So it was like an anti-inflammatory- polyphenols, whatever the fuck. And to be honest with you, the stuff was amazing. You take it every morning. My allergies were minimized to the max. I felt great. I had energy. I was also 20 fucking five or whatever. So <laughs> anything could have made me feel good at that point. But I started trying to get everyone I knew to sell it. Mm -hmm. But that's because you really believed in the product. I did. It's yeah. still annoying. No it offense is, that oh, you were trying so to get everyone to buy it. I remember being at Barnes and Noble and being by the magazines. And this guy came over and we were talking about this magazine. And we had this great, I mean, I, I was like, oh, we're friends now. Mm. Me and you, we're friends. And then he looked at me and he goes, let me ask you a question, man. Oh. What would you do if I told you you could experience financial freedom for the first oh, time in your fuck life? fuck that. I was like, nah, I'm not interested. I'd rather be homeless, dude. Fucking get away from me. Nah. Oh, Whatever you're selling, not interested. Right. But that's what broke me on the internet. It was just everybody shoving everything in my face down my throat. It because once much. it becomes apparent that the interaction you're having is fake or there's some kind of ulterior motive, I'm not interested. Right. It's upsetting. Yeah. I thought we were friends. So then on July 2nd, Taylor posted the following on Facebook. Prayers needed for Miss Clancy and I today. Lots of doctor's appointments and scans. She claimed she was having complications now with her pregnancy. That doesn't exist. On July 9th, she composed an extensive post detailing how her doctor had informed her about complications that would prevent her from having a vaginal birth. Consequently, she required a C-section for delivery. So she posted, My first two babies were delivered naturally. Can any of you C-section mamas give me any advice? Mama is such a red flag. Can you not see this? Like, I see this plain as day happening. Yeah. On August 26th, she even posted photographs from a maternity photo shoot with Wade, in which Wade had his hands placed on her giant belly while he wore a pistol on his hip and a cowboy hat on his head. That's the Wade we know and love. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you may be wondering, as I was, how Taylor pulled off the big belly, the sonogram pictures, the blood work results. She I was just thinking about the belly. Like, obviously, she just got fatter, right? No, 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 sir. The, a pregnant belly is different than... No, I know. She went on a website called fakeababy.com <laughs> <laughs> and purchased a fake pregnancy belly. Oh my a God. Fake customized ultrasound photo complete with the baby's gestational time, oh. gender, and a clinic name and a physician's name. Why does this website exist though? I mean, people are using it. That's why. Oh my God. Things will exist as long as there's a need. Fakeababy.com. 
All the while, Wade would continue to ask Taylor why she wouldn't allow him to attend any of the doctor's appointments with her. And she'd say that due to COVID (laughs) restrictions, he wasn't allowed. Because I'm really going to McDonald's, man. All right? Fuck off. And that was a really good excuse because that was the case. My my twin sister had a COVID baby and nobody was allowed anywhere near the doctor's office with her. Wow. And also due to HIPAA laws, doctors couldn't even give Wade any information over the phone. So he was truly left in the dark, but for the little crumbs that Taylor would throw his way with respect to the development and progress of their unborn child. Yeah. That wasn't real. Their unconceived child. In addition to his growing frustration over his restricted involvement in the pregnancy stage, Wade received an anonymous message on September 11th, 2020 from the same number that had previously warned him in a text message to exercise caution with his new girlfriend. So while he was dating Taylor earlier on, he received this random text message saying, be careful of your girlfriend. She's not who you think she is. And he dismissed it. Because he was getting laid. Now he's getting additional text messages from that same anonymous source. This time, the text messages are indicating that every hospital within a 60-mile radius has been put on notice of the possibility of Taylor coming in to steal a baby. Wow. The text also went on to reveal the fact that Taylor had a hysterectomy several years prior and that there was no possible way that she could be pregnant. The text went on to further allege that the sonogram photos that Taylor posted on social media were either fake or from her previous two pregnancies and that he should, quote, be careful. Yeah. And the anonymous person behind the text messages turned out to be Tommy Wakazi, her first ex-husband. Okay. The one who knew that she had a hysterectomy. Yeah. Can you imagine you break up with somebody? They have a hysterectomy. You see them out there living life, doing fucking whatever. And all of a sudden they're posting pregnancy photos. Exactly what happened. I would absolutely feel compelled to tell the person that is involved with them. So it's now September 22nd, which is Taylor's due date. (laughs) And shock and awe, the fake baby did not arrive. Wow. So she's late now. One week later on September 30th, Taylor went to a clinic under the guise of having a sonogram done, only to burst out into tears in the waiting room before it was even her turn to be seen, telling employees that she just found out that her husband, who was serving in the military, had been killed. What the fuck? She just can't stop. She made such a scene in the waiting room before leaving the clinic, and then when she got outside the clinic, she sat down on a nearby bench, and she watched all the pregnant women coming and going from the clinic. Police later testified that Taylor was carefully tracking and hunting potential prey while jotting down the license plate numbers of all the expectant mothers coming and going from the clinic. Like literally prey, though. Literally. Yeah. She even attended support groups for teenage mothers in the area to further broaden her victim pool for what she knew she was planning to do. Oh, my God. Taylor also conducted extensive research on vaginal birth deliveries and C-sections, as well as how to actually perform a C-section and then deliver and inspect a placenta. There was also evidence of her search for obtaining a hospital birth certificate. Amidst all her research and reconnaissance work, Taylor made a decision to reach out to an acquaintance named Reagan Simmons Hancock whom she'd previously met at Reagan's wedding a year prior, where Taylor was hired to take photographs. 
Although not particularly close, Taylor sees the opportunity to reconnect with Reagan and to create a bond over the impending births of their babies, as both were due around the same time and both were expecting baby girls. Taylor began to frequently visit Reagan's house where the women would hang out, shoot the shit, and talk about their respective pregnancies. The two texted constantly over the course of several weeks, even after Taylor's pregnancy went far beyond her fake due date. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pushing like 50 weeks now. Pop quiz. Yeah. On the morning of October 5th, when Taylor was purportedly scheduled to be induced for delivery, given that she was now weeks past her due date, Uh what happened? A, Wade broke up with Taylor, sending her into a vengeful rage. B, Wade notified the police of his suspicions regarding Taylor's fake pregnancy. Or C, a fire broke out in Wade's house. Mm. Mm. He broke up with her? No. I wish that he had. Um, A fire broke out? Yeah. Incredibly, in terms of timing. Yeah. The day on which the baby was supposed to be induced, which was a full two weeks past her fake due date, Wade's house caught on fire and Taylor had to postpone the induction. Yeah. Couple more weeks. Then the following day, which is when her induction was rescheduled for, something else happened. A fucking bomb threat was called into the regional hospital, preventing her from being able to deliver her baby. That was probably her, right? Yeah, no extra points there. Yeah. That was her calling in an actual bomb threat. Wow. Investigators later determined that. Investigators later determined? I wish (laughs) one day, one day I'll be on the scene. Investigators later. Investigators later determined that (laughs) on October 7th, 2020, which was two days after her originally scheduled induction, Taylor drove to Reagan's house and sat outside in her black Toyota Corolla for a significant amount of time, just watching, studying, stalking. She then left, returned later that same day with Starbucks and a new baby gift for Reagan, and proceeded to spend the entire day with Reagan at her house finally leaving at about 10 p.m. that night with an official plan mapped out in her head. After Taylor left, Reagan posted the following message on her Facebook page. So glad I got to see you today. Miss you bunches. Also, thank you for the sweet gift and Starbucks. Taylor Parker knew that she had officially chosen her victim. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com odyssey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. 
That's helloalma.com slash therapy60. On October 9th, the now third rescheduled date of her supposed delivery, Taylor instructed Wade to drive a trailer filled with hogs to a farmer in Wynwood, Texas, to facilitate a business arrangement that Taylor allegedly arranged. There, let me guess, there was no business. There was no business. Wow. She just needed to get Wade out of her hair so she could execute her disgusting plan. Yeah, so unnecessary. So Wade's out now. Yeah. He's driving a truck full of hogs to God's country. Yeah, truck full of hogs. <laughs> At 6.46 that morning, Taylor's car was seen on CCTV footage getting gas near Reagan's house. At 7.22 a.m., her car was captured on video again, just yards away from Reagan's house, right before she engaged in some kind of texting with Reagan between 7.22 and 7.55, likely to ensure that Reagan was home. Yeah. And that no one else was. Yeah. At 7.45 a.m., Reagan's neighbor noticed that Reagan's garage door was left open and that their Labrador puppy had gotten loose. So the neighbor first sent Reagan a message through Facebook since she didn't have Reagan's phone number. But when Reagan didn't reply, she decided to knock on the door. There was no answer, at which point she phoned Reagan's husband, Homer, Mm -hmm. who shortly thereafter phoned Jessica, Reagan's mother, to say, nobody can find Reagan, the dog's loose, can you go over and check? Yeah. So this essentially now brings us to the top of the case, where we started this episode. Yeah. Taylor is seen next about two hours later at 9.36 a.m. on CCTV when Texas Ranger Stacy McNeil pulled her over for driving erratically in DeKalb, Texas. So this is two hours after she was seen in front of Reagan's house. Yeah. During the traffic stop, Taylor decided to call 911 to tell the dispatcher Quote, I have a state trooper behind me and I need an ambulance because I started having my baby. When Officer McNeil arrived at the window of Taylor's car after pulling her over, he could see a newborn baby on her lap, as well as an umbilical cord sticking out of her pants. He also noticed that the immense amount of blood covering the driver, Taylor, appeared to be dry and that there wasn't any blood on the seat or the floor of the car, which was odd considering this woman purportedly had just given birth in her car. Yeah, she just squeezed it out. And dried like that. Yeah. Sorry, I had the AC on. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor indicated to Officer McNeil that her baby was just 35 minutes old and that she wasn't breathing. Then a passerby named Amanda Perky, who worked at the school located across the street from where Taylor had just been pulled over, stepped in to administer CPR to the baby. EMS then arrived and rushed both the baby and the presumed new mother, Taylor, to McCartan County Memorial Hospital. When they arrived, Taylor walked slowly and shakenly, which is how you might expect a woman to walk who actually just had a baby. Even though she couldn't give birth naturally. Right. That's what she said. On her Facebook posts. Oh, good call. Very good call. Yeah. But when doctors brought Taylor into an exam room, they were utterly shocked to discover that the woman covered in blood holding a newborn baby when she was pulled over and having a full placenta stuffed down her pants. Oh, fuck. Had not, in fact, delivered a baby. Blood work confirmed the absence of the HCG hormone, which is commonly referred to as the pregnancy hormone while scans simultaneously revealed the absence of an entire uterus and cervix. Human 
chlorogonadotropin. What's up? Oh my God. <laughs> Your wealth of knowledge knows no <laughs> limits. <laughs> And you did not Google that because your phone has not left your pocket. No, HCG is also used for men to increase their body's production of testosterone. Oh. And before it was synthetically available, bodybuilders used to drink the urine of pregnant women. Shut up. I swear to God. Oh, wow. I know. Did they ever um, take the placenta and cook it as some people do? I'm sure they have. My hairdresser took her placenta and got it chopped up and stuffed into gel capsules. And then she would take them like vitamins. Why? Placenta, it's very nutrient-dense. Yeah, obviously, it's a part of a body. Right. So you lose it when you lose the placenta. So yeah. you're, I guess, effectively putting all of those rich nutrients back into your body. What is she, though? I don't know. Bodybuilders drink piss. What do you want from me? Yeah, liver king? <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the placenta king. <laughs> I know. So gross. So clearly, Taylor Parker had not just given birth. You are not the mother. <laughs> Which, of course, begged the question... Where and from whom did this fresh placenta and newborn baby come from? Yeah. And while these questions were being horrifyingly kicked around by hospital staff and law enforcement, the baby, whom Reagan had planned to name Braxlin Sage, was taken off life support at 1.22 a.m. and at just 34 weeks old, weighing just seven pounds, tragically passed away due to lack of oxygen at the time of her delivery. She otherwise would have been Fine. Fine. So it's just so fucking tragic. So the video that I saw is of the cops talking to her in the hospital. Yep. And they're like, so you delivered a baby on the road today, huh? You were driving? She's like, yeah, crazy. <laughs> and then the cop, like, they go do a little back and forth and, you know, poking holes. And then the cop goes, well, here's the deal. We know you didn't have a baby. We know you had a hysterectomy. We don't know where this baby came from. But that's why we're all here, to try and figure that out. And she's just like, what? She starts to lose it. What? What? What are you talking about? I had a hysterectomy. It's like, man, it's up. The jig is it, up. I was going to say, it's probably one of the first times that she was actually ever called out on anything. Yeah. Which is, must be devastating for a chronic liar. Absolutely. And to actually have, to not be able to have something to back that up, mm -hmm. like, you're done. You're, you've unraveled. You're done. Here is exactly what happened to Reagan Hancock as indicated by Dallas County Medical Examiner, Dr. Melinda Flores. Reagan was sliced open from hip to hip with a scalpel and had her entire uterus removed from her body. Oh my God. Reagan's hands showed extensive defensive wounds, including bruises, scrapes, stab wounds, and cuts on her fingers and palms. One finger was dislocated and the tip of another was nearly cut off. It was determined that Reagan suffered more than 100 stab wounds. Oh, my God. With at least 39 to her head. Wow. Her skull was fractured in five different places, likely struck with both the blunt and clawed end of a hammer. Ugh. And her nose was broken as well. She was also beaten with a four-pound mason jar that was filled with pink and blue sand from her baby's gender reveal party. Ugh. There were clumps of Reagan's hair found on the edge of the couch as if her head had been leaning against it during the attack. She also had a fistful of hair in her hand and a missing fingernail, including a piece of that fingernail, which was eventually found inside her placenta, which likely broke while she was attempting to fight her attacker from cutting it out of her body. Yeah. Which means, the way I read it, 
that Reagan was still alive after her baby was cut out of her body. And she was still fighting for her. Wow. Yeah, there's, I mean, that must have been a wild fight. Yeah. Initially, authorities were unable to locate the weapon that caused extensive abdominal wounds, but the coroner eventually found a scalpel lodged in Reagan's neck during the autopsy. Mm. There was also evidence to suggest that Reagan had been strangled as well. During the trial, it was revealed that Taylor, while being held in custody in prison, made vile statements to fellow inmates about what she'd done. It came to light that in a final act of immense cruelty, Taylor mercilessly held Reagan's baby girl up to Reagan's cheek after cutting her out of her body and callously said, tell mama bye. Oh my God. Mm, I hate it. Yeah. According to a crime scene restoration expert, Reagan was stabbed and beaten in four or five separate locations of her home before eventually bleeding out in the living room. So she put up a fight. Well, that's what I was saying. It must have been a wild fight to imagine the tenacity of a mother bear literally fighting for her life and the life of her child. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine anybody in any situation putting up more of a fight than that person. Completely agree with that. Which is why she got stabbed in the head 39 times. And and was probably still going. And still, the placenta and the baby were out of her body, and she was still fighting. Of course, Yeah, wow, what a fucking tough bitch. She really, really was. All the while, while this struggle was happening, Reagan's three-year-old daughter, Kinley, was oh, hiding God. in a closet in the house. But <sighs> thank God she was not hurt. That's the only consolation I can take from that part. Yeah, but she was there for the whole thing? Yeah. But she was hiding in a closet. Horrific. So Taylor Parker's trial began on September 12th, 2022, and the courtroom was packed. Taylor pleaded not guilty to capital murder charges, and the jury was instructed to take a three-prong approach to this case. First, listen to all the evidence. Second, follow the law as instructed by the judge. And lastly, be fair. I thought it was going to be lastly, fry this hoe. Basically, because (laughs) they were basically told that they were not to decide whether Taylor was guilty or not guilty of the crime, but rather of the crime charged. For example, not just that she was guilty of murder, but guilty of capital murder, which was her charge. The only real difference is that what's at stake is a death sentence. So when they're considering everything, they need to consider whether or not she should be sent to death. Yeah. I mean, if they listen to this podcast, it's obviously a death sentence. In the U.S., there have been 21 cases of fetal abduction since 1987. Okay. And of those, 19 resulted in the mother's death and nine led to the death of the fetuses. So Taylor's crime is not necessarily an isolated incident. According to forensic psychologist Teresa Porter, the motive behind fetal abduction goes far beyond the desire for that woman to have a baby. It's much deeper than that. Yeah. Rather, the perpetrator is likely to suffer from narcissism and grandiose delusions. So this forensic psychologist is quoted as saying, there's no evidence that these women bond with the babies they snatch. They are often extreme con artists. They are psychologically impaired, but the majority are not psychotic. Now, during trial, a neurologist from New York took the stand for the defense to testify that Taylor's frontal and temporal lobes presented as abnormal in scans. 
He provided MRIs, CAT scans, and EEG reports to prove his theory for the defense, and he argued that people with frontal lobe dysfunction are impulsive and lack the brakes of inhibition to stop themselves. They can exhibit inconsistencies in behavior as well as confabulation, which means telling lies and fabricating stories and events. And this does sound obviously like Taylor. Yeah. Now, the state prosecutor, Lauren Richards, debunked this doctor's theory by showing findings of several of Taylor's previous doctors who all indicated that Taylor exhibited normal brain functioning during her scans and that abnormalities were not found. So it was ultimately determined that Taylor Parker did not exhibit signs of mental deterioration or any sentiment of remorse after the crime. The murder was planned and the abduction was premeditated. Taylor is believed to have suffered from borderline personality disorder, fitting the definition for what is known as a cluster B personality disorder, typically characterized by a higher likelihood of behaving dramatically and erratically. Yeah. So that includes narcissism and antisocial personality disorder and people who are known as sociopaths, which is defined by disregard for others and failure to demonstrate guilt or remorse are part of this cluster B personality disorder. Antisocial personality disorder is really dangerous. Yes, it is. And the fact that, I mean, since I'm a kid, people throw that around like, oh, I'm fucking antisocial. It's like, no, dude, you're just tired. Yeah, you don't want to hang out. It's cool. (laughs) You're not antisocial. Right. More than 140 witnesses took the stand. Wow. For over 26 days of testimony. That's a lot, right? Fuckload. And that's my official (laughs) statement. Yeah, 140 people is is actually called the fuckload. Right. Look it up. I will. And on October 4th, 2022, Taylor Parker was convicted of capital murder by a Bowie County jury after only one hour of deliberation. Wow. Accordingly, Judge Tidwell sentenced Taylor to death due to the heinous and premeditated nature of the crime and because Parker showed no remorse. Taylor Renee Parker is now one of only seven women in Texas to be sentenced to death row and spends 23 out of 24 hours a day inside of a single person, 60 square foot cell. She is allowed only four visits a year to be done behind glass and four calls a year for five minutes each. Wow. Reagan and Braxlin Sage Hancock had a joint funeral and memorial service on October 17th, 2020 in downtown New Boston, Texas. Reagan is remembered as a loving wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Yeah. R.I.P. to Braxlin and Reagan. Yes. Yeah. R.I.P. indeed. Very sad. Very tragic. But but I'm glad this woman is behind bars. And I do, I am a death penalty person, but I have obviously misgivings about it because of the potential for someone being convicted that's not actually guilty. Mm -hmm. But if like, if that person's guilty and there's no doubt about it, Fucking let's let's go. Yeah, I mean that's it's hard to defend not just moving forward with capital punishment for a case like this. Yeah, but it is. Well, a- it's the much more humane thing to do. Obviously, not that I'm looking to be humane, but this person is a tortured individual, tortured soul. Just put him out of their misery. Mm. Get him out of the jail. Get him off the taxpayers' payroll. Like just end it because this person is not. And I hate to think that people are not redeemable because. I believe in redemption for almost all cases, but if you've just exhibited that type of behavior for that long and it got progressively worse, it's just going to get worse. But it's tough, right? Because we are putting these people in jail and on death row for committing homicide. And then as a state, we're committing homicide. 
it's just I'm not defending it or not defending it. I'm just no, I know it know. is. Um, it is definitely. And I'm listen. I'm not glad people are dying. I wish none of it had to happen at all. Yeah. But if this, then that. Basically, mm-hmm. like if this happens, then it should follow right. that. I'd like to know how much of a deterrent the death penalty is. None, zero. So then, what what is happening, really? I'll speak from a, a vantage point of an addict. When you are in your zone and you're tunnel visioned out, you're not thinking about anything but that thing. Mm-hmm. And if it if it even occurs to you that there might be a consequence, you're like, yeah, okay, not me. I mean, it's not going to be a consequence for me. I'm special. Right. I'm unique. Just because I wanted to kill myself yesterday doesn't mean I'm going to want to kill myself today mm. when I do that same stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I mean... Yeah, so I threw up yesterday and I couldn't eat any food till 4 p.m. <laughs> That's not going to happen again, even though it's been happening every day for the last 10 years. Right, right. It's like this weird kind of crazy delusion. I have to imagine that criminals or people that engage in violent criminal behavior repeatedly, it's the same thing. They're just like, either that or they just don't care. Mm-hmm. They just don't care. They got to let this out. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, this, this, was, this was a twisty this one. This was a tough one. Yeah, yeah. And very recent. Very recent. So Taylor Parker was her name? Yes. Fuck off, Taylor Parker. Yeah, man. When is she scheduled for... Uh, I don't know. There's going to be loads of appeals. It's not a imminent. Yeah, and I don't mean to say be, sound callous by saying like taxpayers and whatever money. I don't think you sound callous. I think you're coming from a place of emotion on the heels of a, hearing what she just did. Yeah, you don't... Listen, if you're going to do that, we all abide by this unwritten social contract where we don't do certain things to people because it affects them negatively. We don't attack them. We don't stab them. We don't mm-hmm. ram our cars into them. If you do that to the extent that this woman did it, you're kind of forfeiting your right to be a human being by not acting like one. Right. You don't you have know? a right to have a right. No. Anymore. You have no right. Right. You have no rights except for one hour a day. Mm-hmm. Get back in your cell. It's almost over. Yeah. For you. She's exactly where she belongs. Yeah. When you're that dangerous, you belong somewhere where you can't hurt people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Even in jail. Because I'm sure that the people who are in jail. Oh, yeah. She's apparently causing some shit. Oh, really? Yeah. She's a shit talker, a shit starter. She's she's lighting it up in there. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, it'll, it'll all be over soon. Yeah. And uh, I know. Whatever. What are you going to do? This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. (laughs) Cue the outro music. Speaking of things being over, this episode is over. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end, you little psycho freak. Thank you for uh, sticking this out with us. I could feel your presence and it just keeps me going. I could too, yeah. And we will see you guys next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.